just felt natural that I should be with them. Hey everyone, I'm Taylor Truitt. And I'm Gabby Hernandez. And today we're going to be talking with Tammy Truitt and Addis Kaufman about their experiences with adoption and the foster care system. All right, Addis, so I will have you go first and just, you know, give a brief introduction of yourself and, you know, your experience with adoption. Yeah, so my name is Addis Kaufman and um, my story starts uh, back in Ethiopia, Africa, um, and I lived, I was born in Ethiopia and I uh, was seven when I went into the orphanage um, and alongside my brother, he, he went with me. So um, probably six months to a year, I was in the orphanage and then I heard the news of getting, we were gonna get adopted and it was probably the best news I've ever heard. Um, and I didn't realize at the time how good it was, but it was very good. And I remember just meeting my parents for the first time and hugging them for the first time. And it just felt peaceful and just genuine. And I was super thankful for um, them. And it just felt natural that I should be with them. And so I, um, I met them and then probably, um, my paperwork wasn't right and different things like that so I had to um, stay for like a month and then I, I actually got adopted and went to America and yeah I it, when I got them when I went to the um, airport and saw everybody there and it was just it was just amazing to see the support and my family again and it just felt natural and wonderful and I am Tammy Truitt, and if that name sounds familiar, it's because Taylor Truitt is my daughter. And um, I got into the foster care as a traditional foster parent, and um, my caseworker called me and said, hey, I have a mini-me for you. And it was Taylor, and I was only supposed to have her for just a few weeks. Yeah. And wow. now I've had her for seven years and I've adopted <laughs> her and um, two other foster kids out of the foster care system. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah. Okay, so before we get into more details about your guys' experiences, I just had a fun question that I wanted to ask you guys. Like pineapple on pizza. How do you feel about that? Oh, absolutely. Really? Yes. You, like your, you guys like your yeah. pineapple pizza? Yes. No, Okay, not. I don't. <laughs> Me neither. Why is that? Do you just like the... Okay, I, I hated it when I first came to America. I, I picked it off and thought like sweet and... Salty? Salty or, or savory? what? Savory did not go well together, but now I love it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Weird. <laughs> weird. Okay, so... For Addis, you kind of answered it in the beginning, but it was just basically like, what's your story like? How you were adopted? I just remember being in the orphanage six to uh, six months to a year. Uh, that's what my parents told me too, just with the information that they had. They went through the adoption process before they adopted us. Okay. Um, and then I remember like the official adoption was in the courthouse even though we were still theirs already mm -hmm. uh, but officially 
we wanted to make it like to make it official we had to go with everybody to the court and they um they said that you're official yeah so i remember going to the courthouse and doing that and it was a process and then we went out to lunch after that and was it just you or it was with your brother brother as well? yeah okay, Micah wow. yeah so wow. it was the both of us um and I had told like my um paperwork and stuff was wrong and so I had to stay behind but it wasn't for a very long time okay and I remember getting care packages from mom and dad at one time I was taking a nap and they brought uh, care package from oh, mom so and dad to and um, yeah it was super cool to see like pictures and a doll and like different things like that mm -hmm. um, and just like they cared even then you know mm -hmm. and that was really cool so yeah. that's really cool. oh just like kind of the timeline has always confused me like, yeah Mm -hmm. up, with, during it, yeah, with fostering, it can take a long time. So I got Taylor when she was seven. Mm -hmm. um, unfortunately, her birth father had put down that he had some Native American blood in him. Mm -hmm. So it took two years, and we had to contact um, the Cherokee Nation and get their permission for me to adopt Taylor. Now, a fun side Whoa. effect of that is that we both have Cherokee Indian in us, so we <laughs> oh love that. Yes. <laughs> um, so oh she was nine before I could adopt her. Mm. Um, and then, like you came with your brother, the next two foster kiddos were brother and sister. And so we adopted them on the same day. But yeah, in the court, mm -hmm. I think that this is the favorite court cases that the judges have because they love helping yeah, yeah. people get adopted. Yeah. I don't know how long my process, the, my parents' process was, but I'm sure it was very lengthy. And mm -hmm. but I didn't see that side of yeah. it. I just saw my parents. And so for the next question, just I know there can be a lot of struggles that come with um, like fostering and adoption, and like Addis, you can come at it for more of like struggles that you've had like emotionally maybe um from being adopted and then Tammy mom <laughs> you can come at it for more of like struggles that you had um going through the adoption process as the parent mm -hmm. so okay um so some of the um let's say let's just say one Thing for right now mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. that was honestly sometimes trying to um find my way if if you can say that like but identity I, yeah identity but like I struggled with that a mm -hmm. lot in junior high and high school and it wasn't because of my parents or anything because they instilled confidence and all these things and I just I just had um and the love of the Lord also in into me but I just had this thought process of I don't know who I am sometimes and I'm trying to fit into these groups but I don't look like them and different things like that and it was just it was hard at at times and I've like learned to kind of not get over it but learn to adapt and learn to 
um, put truth, like guide myself with truth instead of my feelings. And because I need to listen to truth more mm -hmm. than what what I might feel at the moment, you yeah. know? Mm -hmm. My mom and dad always tell me like, let truth guide you and not just your emotions, yeah. yeah. So it, even though at the time it might feel like I'm not worth worth um it, it might feel like I'm worthless or or what what happened there in Ethiopia or different things like that but I'm not defined by what happened in Ethiopia but I'm defined by God and what my parents say about me now and things like that so that was a struggle for me finding identity so they were very good about just talking to me in a way that I can open up to them mm -hmm. in a comfortable way and they just they, I have nothing but praises for them um, they're not perfect yeah. by all means but they're near perfect <laughs> I just really close. yeah very close um, and just the way that they raised all three of us up and and to not look at color and to not look at the outward beauty or outwardness of people instead of looking at their heart and who they really are that like brought me to who I am today mm -hmm. knowing that now I, I sometimes still struggle with identity but I learned to yeah let truth cover and let love cover the yeah. things that I struggle with and you have that support group yes. as well yeah Mom, did you have any struggles that you wanted to mention or anything to add to what Addis was saying? Yeah, so mine was, of course, a little bit different being yeah, on the adopting yeah, side. Yeah. But Babyful trained us and, a lot, and let us know um, a lot about like trauma-informed care and recognizing okay. that mm -hmm. you being, you know, becoming an orphan um, or Taylor being taken away from parents is a trauma. Mm -hmm. And sometimes there were traumas prior to that that led up to this and so we learned about trauma-informed care but I think for me these were my first kids I did not have biologicals before that or anything like that and it was just a really big like struggle of giving up my life it felt like sometimes you yeah. know I was yeah. so used to being able to do whatever I wanted to do whenever I wanted to do it and and now everything centered around these kids who defi definitely needed a lot of love and attention as they were making this transition and mm -hmm. feeling abandoned and feeling rejected. Mm -hmm. um, and so it was, there were definitely tears involved, <laughs> yeah. frequently, yeah. probably. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sure. but it was always, always worth it. Wow. And I'll add to that too on the ad adoptee side. Um, I, or adopted side, um, <laughs> um, I, my mom is white, so mm -hmm. I'm black, so when people see us, to, or like our yeah. family together, like two black kids and a white kid, and then two white parents. parents, like it's just, people stare and look at us, but, and then the more that they get to know us, they're like, huh, they're just regular there's yeah, normal yeah. like there's nothing um yeah with my mom and me that we just we we do bigger and like stuff like that mm -hmm. like any other 
mom and daughter and and even like the way that we smile and like the way that I talk like sounds like my mom and like just different things like that or the phrases I say and so it's just cool how the Lord does that and bonds you together even though you're not their own and you're not my own and but we're we're together in Christ and it feels like we're it feels like I'm hers and it should feel like that yeah yeah I think that bond is just as strong, if not sometimes stronger than a biological bond, just because Taylor knows I chose her. Yeah. yeah and yeah. I had two years to decide, and I still chose her, yeah. and I yeah. still wanted to keep her. That's so awesome. I really do love that because, I don't know, I think some families, you know, like not adopted families, kids still struggle with that of like not feeling chosen, not feeling like invested yeah. in. Like, my sister came to me the other day. My sister's also adopted. Mm -hmm. Um, And we were kind of just talking. We were joking around um, about whether or not we were, like, planned, I guess. Like, (laughs) I think kids kind of do that. Like, oh, you're an accident. You were an accident. Like, I don't know. I've heard that before. And so um, my sister was joking with my brother. And my brother was like, oh, well, that's why you were an accident. And Natalie, my, my sister Natalie, she was like, was I really? And then they were just kind of talking about it because um, they still have contact um, with their birth father. And so okay. he kind of just, I don't know, mentioned that somehow it came up in conversation and now they know that. And um, I just thought that was interesting. Like, I think if she wasn't adopted, that probably would have affected her more. Yeah, kind of. But mm-hmm. I feel like because she is like she still has that feeling of like she was chosen mm-hmm. like even if she wasn't like planned necessarily like in that instance but she was like planned to be adopted like yeah. chosen that way yeah I don't know but I've also seen that I with like some of my other friends like they were like not planned and they kind of struggle with like mm-hmm. I don't know like what? some like insecurities about that yeah, yeah. I think that yeah. could be like you were saying another reason why like it just doesn't bother her as much because she knows, yeah. like, God loves her and God yeah. has a plan for her. Like, she's meant to be here. Yeah, yeah I yeah. think that helps, mm-hmm. too. That's really cool. Being adopted with your brother, like, did that help as far as the transition? Because I think another thing is a lot of families get split up mm-hmm. yeah. through yeah. the foster care and adoption system. Yeah. It's really hard to keep siblings together. Um, so, in a way, I think it's, like, a miracle that you it, two yeah. were able to stay together throughout the whole thing. Yeah, so it's kind of cool, The two things. Um, one, I was older, mm-hmm. and so most people don't, they want two young kids mm-hmm. so that they can raise them up, like, kind of, like, just... It's easier to teach a young dog new tricks. It's, mm-hmm. like, it's <laughs> yeah. harder to, you know... So that was, even then and there, they, they said, we still want you. Mm-hmm. We st- like, they triple chose me because mm-hmm. I was older and the adopted uh, agent, like, agency or whatever, the Ethiopian agency said, like, you still, you still want her, like, kind of thing. And mm-hmm. absolutely, like, it kind of brings me tear to tears thinking about that and our family my mom and dad choosing that um and so that was one thing and then so it's hard for me sometimes because 
Micah was two. Okay. He was by my side every single second of everything. Mm -hmm. And so for him, I was like a mom to him, right? Mm -hmm. And so t for him to have an actual mom now and me on the sideline a little bit, it felt like I had tension a little bit because oh. I was like being like <laughs> the, I was like a mama bear to yeah. him all, okay. all his life basically. And then for my mom to step in, that was hard for both of us. But now we're way past that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was, it, it, so he didn't remember anything. So okay. for me to like be there even though he didn't remember anything and him to be there for me, that was a God thing. And that was just really good to have that companionship and knowing that we were side by side going through this together, even though we might be on different wavelengths or yeah. whatever. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. I feel like, as Addis was talking, I feel like you might have something to say about um, maybe Natalie and Parker because, I mean, you chose to foster both of them and then adopt both of them, and I know that can be a hard decision um, to keep siblings together. Maybe you can go through, like, maybe your thought process. Yeah, I do think it is nice for them so my two younger natalie and parker are 100 percent biologically related they have the same father and the same mother okay um taylor okay. does is not related to them at all they're mm -hmm. from two completely separate families um but i think it has been helpful for them to have each other sometimes other times it's kind of nuts <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're definitely brother and sister but something you said made me think about natalie so natalie has this remarkable remember memory mm. of her childhood um i got her when she was four now i got parker when he had just turned three yeah so he doesn't remember and i'm pretty much mom like that's all he knows. Right, right. A lot of even his life with me, he doesn't remember. Yeah. But mm -hmm. but Natalie does and can still even be triggered by some memories and some things in her yeah. her background. Yeah. But and I really believe in open adoption, so um, all my kiddos can, you know, connect mm -hmm. with their biological parents and stay in their lives i'd let them it be their choice they decide um how much contact they want and how much yeah. they prefer not to um, but sometimes that's even helpful for little things like when you go to the doctor and they ask well what's in your medical history and background i yeah. can reach out to a grandma sure, or somebody yeah yeah, yeah. Sure. and say hey what was this ever <laughs> yeah and it's, it's really i think it's really nice too because my mom is like a really big advocate for us especially when it comes to those things um like for example like if we don't really want to have contact with a certain uh, birth family member or we just maybe don't even just want to see them that day we can explain that to them but also if my mom knows that she'll be like no like they don't want to do that so they're not going to do that or like yeah, I can set like, that boundary. Okay. For yeah, she you. sets good like yeah, boundaries really good. and helps reinforce the boundaries. Yeah, that's really good, and I'm glad that you do so set those boundaries for kids because I think especially you know their emotions are already muddled enough. Oh yeah, you know like yeah. 
you know, they want to see them or maybe they don't. Maybe there's guilt, like if they don't want to see them or, oh, I don't know. A whole range of emotions. Yeah, exactly. Nothing like just one emotion. A yeah, lot exactly. of different mm-hmm. shots, yeah. So you talked about just like feeling called to foster, you would say. Mm-hmm. So was it, I think you mentioned like just asking God. So was it purely that or were you always interested in it like growing up? Or, you, you know, know it's fascinating there? how sometimes there's a generational effect that you don't even know about. Mm-hmm. So I had always thought about fostering as an adult. Um, mm-hmm. And when I actually got into it, um, I was a little bit older than a normal mom. You know, <laughs> yeah. I was in my late 30s and early 40s. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I got into it and my mom let me know that she had been in the foster care at some point, that her mom had been a foster child at one point. And so oh, here we are, that's so cool. you know, the fourth generation. Mm-hmm. And who knows, Taylor, maybe someday he'll foster <laughs> kids too. I hope so. Um, so it's really? neat to see yeah. that God had put that in our family tree. Yeah. Um, but that we had switched it around from, you know, them needing foster homes to now being the Mm. safe environment that the kids could be in yeah that's really great and have you thought about like adopting oh yeah all the time yeah from ethiopia too or were you thinking like other places like international local yeah the really sad thing is you can't adopt from ethiopia or zimbabwe or some other countries in africa anymore really that is so sad i think it's their government it's not the oh, U.S., US. Wow, okay. which I don't understand at all because mm-hmm. wouldn't you want a better life for yeah. your countrymen? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe they're, I don't know. Yeah. It's just really sad, but I, I think it happened maybe a couple of years after we, we were short of not being able to, they not being able to adopt us kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So wow. That's really crazy. I had no idea that you couldn't adopt from yeah. some of those areas anymore. Um, this is going to be the last question for today. Um, just what kind of advice would you give to people considering fostering or adopting? I think you can both give a pretty yeah. good answer and for Bill this Minton one. And Bloomington as well, like what is like, what do you think adoption looks like locally? We have some great agencies in town that are very resourceful in helping you through the adoptive process. Mm-hmm. I went through the baby fold and I could sing their praises all day. They're excellent at what they did and training me and preparing me. Um, but I, if I have a, a very close friend, I would call her my best friend, who's going through the process of becoming a foster parent right now. And mm. I think truth needs to be told. And so I tell her when we have amazing days and I tell her on days when I can barely talk through my tears because Mm -hmm. I want her to know that it's not going to be, I mean, you're probably listening to this and thinking, oh, Taylor and Tammy, even their names sound good together. (laughs) But we've had some rough patches of Mm -hmm. just real struggles because of the horrible things that Taylor has experienced in her childhood and they come out in different ways and I think people need to be prepared for that and aware of that and going into that with the truth and knowledge so that they're not surprised by these things and I wasn't surprised by these things Um, the baby fold had prepared me ahead of time and other foster parents had and so I was like okay 
I knew something like this might come along and we're going to work through it and we're going to get to the other side of it and I'm never going to reject you or leave you behind or not love you or judge you because of anything because you're my kid and I love you you know that's the end all be all yeah what about you any like advice for you know just parents considering adopting like what they should know what are you thinking yeah like you said um just knowing that it's not sunshine and butterflies every single day all the (laughs) time even like for a couple of days it might not feel like that but um knowing that for me having the stability of two parents that love me and support me and are there for me every single day um knowing that in the back of my mind even though it might not be in the front forefront of my mind but just being a light and a um and a source to be yourself like you you don't know how valuable it is to truly feel comfortable with somebody that you're living with mm-hmm. and and safe. saying in safe in a safe place in a haven and um just don't take that out of proportion you know yeah. um being that being that for that one person and um yeah not sunshine and butterflies and um i would say just it's gonna be hard but the hard isn't bad you know it the hard brings you closer Mm -hmm. to that person like that's how any relationship should be it's not going to be perfect Mm -hmm. and so knowing that in the in the beginning and having people who are mentors for you and being there for you and also counseling counseling is a Mm -hmm. so important such biblical counseling is such an an important aspect of it and I got into it a little bit later because my parents were like that for me all growing up throughout and then now even with my harder things that I have to deal with now that I'm older and realizing wow that was really hard and really um now I can talk about it without bursting into tears and (laughs) things like that so biblical counseling like I'm I'm I went to a different counselor and then now I'm here with the through our church with biblical counseling and it's made a world of different um going into different situations knowing that your child is gonna go through hard things that you've never experienced but putting yourself in their shoes is a major thing too um and just just the availability of yourself giving your giving up your time and effort and um yeah just all the yeah. love languages and everything yeah, like that kids notice everything like, Noti- very I, yes. Yes. yes yeah so it's very even hugging and just hugging for 10 minutes or yeah. that's a long time <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a couple of minutes just be i remember sitting in my mom's lap and yes. just crying or laughing or she would just all may always make me feel fuzzy inside right. you know after at, at the end but yeah and trust me she felt fuzzy inside yeah. too <laughs> yeah thank you guys for participating in this interview I know for you is a bit like spur of the moment 
but I really do appreciate the different perspectives and honestly like I learned so much from this like I honestly really enjoyed this I loved I loved yeah. this conversation and I loved hearing your story Addis yeah, it was very interesting yes. to get like another type of adoption kind of perspective yeah. and I'm really glad we were able to get like two different perspectives but mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. kind of came together yeah, really like adopter yeah. adoptee yeah foster just, care international adoption yeah like I really do think that you know it's a different process but there are so many similarities so many yeah. things that they have in yeah. common that you know people should be aware of and you know really be involved and know about yeah. um yeah yeah and thank you um listeners for listening to this interview yeah really appreciate it hopefully you guys got something out of this and um yeah just learned a bunch had fun 